When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan. Jingle Bells, are you listening? There's a party, was it? There's a party tonight. Something, walking in a Cassius Wonderland. I just realised how rough I look, by the way. Springing a little Thursday on me. Merry Christmas. Well, I had a rumour that you weren't going to be available for the foreseeable future, so. You were like, I'm getting him. I'm getting my piece of meat out of Hearn before Christmas. So, just to let people know, this is being filmed on the 23rd of December. It will air on IFL TV on the 24th at 6pm. A Christmas Eve special? Yes, absolutely. Albert Square's got nothing on you, Giza. I might go head to head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Well, was, the venues weren't available, were they? So, absolutely yeah. not. Um, okay, so... I don't want this to be one of these things where we're going to list through every one of your fighters. We used to be able to do that like a few years ago. We had about 150. Yes, now there's like, and you've gone international as well. So we'll try and kind of get everyone at some point in. And if we forget, then you're clearly not relevant to any hand if we forget you. Hmm. That was a joke. Um, Little reflection from the weekend. I know you've done a bit about that anyway. Um, It was a brilliant night, wasn't it? I mean... um, such a great heavyweight fight, such a great card, such a great crowd, such a great atmosphere to end the year. Chisora's, Chisora's a legend, really. You know, and um, I see a lot of people saying, you know, he should retire. And I saw your video with him in the, wherever you were, in the steam room or bathhouse. A Russian bathhouse. Yeah. Bathhouse. Yeah, I guess you've got to be careful when you say that. So, and you always have to look to protect a fighter when a fighter deteriorates. I don't see Derek Chisora deteriorating, but what I do see him is in a lot of tough fights. Um, he's losing to elite heavyweights, right? I mean, he's lost his last three. Um, Usyk, Parker, Parker. And I thought he fought well on Saturday. Just thought Parker was too good for him and too fresh for him. But you're not seeing 
Chisora, I mean, he took the absolute kitchen sink. You're not seeing his chin going or him getting slower or, you know, deteriorating in sparring. So it's, it's difficult at the same time. But we love him. We all love him. And we want to make sure that he leaves the sport, you know, fit and healthy. And you've got to be careful. I mean, there is an argument that he should, you know, almost drop down a level and be in fights that he's a favourite to win. But if you ask Dell that, really the answer's going to say, how much is that? So we talk about Deontay Wilder and stuff like that. The fight I love is Chris Ariola. Chris Ariola against Derek Chisora is an absolute barn burner. Two guys that are quite frankly past the, the, the prime, but two guys that lay it down and love to have a toe-to-toe war. So I, I actually messaged Louis de Cubis the other day. And by the way, Ariola will think he can win that fight. And so will Dell. That's a lovely fight. So we'll see. Let him have a little rest. Everyone's quick to judge, aren't they? Do this, do this, do this. Okay. He's the one that's going to make the decision. But, you know, I, I, he loves to fight, doesn't he? He loves to fight. Just like, just like you love your Hamlet cigars. They're called Signature. Okay. That's like me saying to you, you need to pack in the old Hamlet cigars. And you go, I love the Hamlet cigars. Or the signatures. But I enjoy them. So, yeah, but you're probably better off not smoking them. But I love it. It's the same with Delboy. It's a great comparison, by the way. <laughs> it's a great comparison. Um, you made reference to... Well, actually, no, tell me why. You asked about Deontay Wilder. That's why you answered the question. Yeah. It wasn't the case of you saying... No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't suggest... Like, the, the, I told you the fight I want to make is Ariola. Not Deontay... Like, I would... Listen, if Dell wants to fight Deontay Wilder, he can beat Deontay Wilder. But if he gets hit in the first three or four rounds, or maybe any time in the fight, it's potentially over. But he could outlast Deontay Wilder and wear him down. Parker was super fit. Got to give a lot of credit to Andy Lee, not just on the tactics, but the conditioning of Joseph Parker. And um, look, that's a fight that a lot of people would say, oh, and it is one of those fights. Oh. So for me, I'm not out there actively looking for a fight for Derek Chisora against Deontay Wilder. But I, I, I can't deny that I wouldn't be interested to watch it. But I do, like I said, I like the Areola fight because I think it's a fight Dell can win. And it's a 50-50 fight between two absolute warriors. He looks like he has no intention whatsoever of no. calling it a day. And I think at some point, obviously, we don't know how long that's going to be because a lot of people after the Caballero defeat were saying that he should call it a day mm. then. And that was mm. like four years ago. So who knows which is all right. Yeah, I mean, again, he loves it. He feels fit. He feels strong. He's losing. If, if all of a sudden you're going into a fight where you're the favourite, and I think he would be a favourite against Ariola, it's not like you're going into a fight where you're expecting to get a pasting. You're your favourite. Um, I just think he's great. You know, you know, in boxing, right? Everyone says, "I'd rather, I would rather get knocked out than lose on points." Yeah. You, you know that, yeah, yeah and and. Look, fighters are incredibly tough, but I don't. I see a lot of fighters get to the back end of a fight. By the way, sensibly and actually, you know, not, you know, just thinking about actually, let me get through. Like, Dell is just one of those guys. He would genuinely rather get flattened than just lose on points. And just, you know, you saw it in the 12th round. He had very little in the tank. He didn't stop coming. And he deserves the respect of all of us because he's an absolute warrior. And you saw the reception he gets. He's a, listen, he's a big, big name. 
Derek Chisora. You know, great numbers on zone as well. He's, you know, as long as he's hit healthy and happy, I'd be happy for him to continue. Yourself? Yeah, I think when I look at Chisora, he doesn't look like he's like, you know, like some boxers you look at kind of he's... You've aged or you've... Aged or he's looking a bit punchy or, or whatever, however you want to term it. But I think with, with Chisora, he's always kind of maintained that that same level of... In the gym. And he's not a guy that, you know, goes out like partying non-stop and drinking and, you know, he, he lives in the gym, really. And he's actually trained a long time for that fight. But only the people close to him will know. I won't know. You won't know. It'll be the people that see him day in, day out. That's the, that's the people that have got the responsibility to say, no, enough's enough. And that's, they're not seeing that. So it's a very tough decision, really. Okay, let's, let's kind of go through some of your, uh, your fighters and talk about the year that they've had and also what's next to them. Let's go with your, uh, I don't say your number one, but he has been for quite some time. Um, Anthony Joshua's situation, but the year he's had in general, how would you kind of sum that up? Well, it's been one fight, hasn't it? And, and that's been a problem with COVID. You know, AJ's a guy that fights twice a year, and sometimes we feel like it'd be nice to fight three times a year. But obviously COVID has meant that in 2020, he boxed once against Kubrat Pulev. And 2021, he boxed once against Alexander Usyk. And that's something you're seeing with a lot of these big name guys outside of Canelo Alvarez, who's done a great job to stay busy. So 2021, I would, I would say, has not been a great year for AJ because he boxed once and lost once. Um, I still feel very strongly that he doesn't get the credit he deserves for taking the Alexander Usyk fight. It's very easy after the fight for people to say, well, you should probably never taken that. Should have just vacated the belt and take... But that's not what you want, is it? I, I, I get very confused with people who seem to be geniuses after the fact who say, well, probably should have just bit... What? So if, if AJ would have vacated that belt, you'd have been happy with that, right? You wouldn't have criticised him. You wouldn't have said that he ducked Usyk, he did this. And AJ has always been a guy that has consistently been prepared to fight the very best. And like Chisora, we need to respect those people because they are they're the warriors of the sport. They're throwback fighters. And, and Chisora, to be honest with you, he's a bit of a hero to AJ. You know that? You know, like he was a guy he looked up to so much at Finchley. Still, you saw his post about him the other day. Like he's, a, he's an OG as AJ calls him. Joshua has that same mentality, prepared to fight the very best time and time again. Again, fought a pound-for-pound great at Spurs on September the 20th, lost. Um, and all he's thought about since, he's beating him and improving. You know, I'm sure there'll be some announcements about training teams, etc. early in the new year. Um, but AJ has so much more to give to the sport of boxing. He's so fresh. Talk about Chisora. AJ's so fresh. And he loves it. You've got a guy there, different sort of comparisons. But AJ, two-time world heavyweight champion, unified the division twice, made an absolute fortune. Why do you, why do you still want to do it? Because he loves it. He loves winning. He loves boxing. And he's going to become a three-time heavyweight world champion. I truly believe that. And he's going to fight all of those people that we talk about. He's going to rematch Usyk. He's going to fight Fury. I'm sure he'll fight Dylan. I'm sure he'll fight Deontay Wilder. Look at the resume. He's never ducked anyone. 
and I think he deserves a lot of credit and I, I'm looking forward to seeing him bounce back in 2022 What is the latest regarding that I know you're constantly asked that every week but the latest regarding the rematch with Vusik? Honestly not much only that you know, we have to get together and decide the date. April is realistic for that fight and where it's going to be. We've had offers from around the world. I think UK will stage that fight, but we have to sit down with Alex Krasuk and we'll get Christmas out of the way and we'll start moving forward with that because it's time to start planning that. Obviously, there was a couple of discussions around step aside and different kind of fights. Um, so we'll have to see. Um, but that looks very unlikely now because of obviously the Dillian White situation. Um, which AJ's pleased about because he didn't really want to have those conversations unless I presented them to him. So if that's not the case and there's nothing to present, he moves forward with what he wants, which is the Alexander Usyk rematch. So the step-aside situation hasn't developed over the last week at all? Nothing. No, because once that Dillian White fight was called, really, he comes into that, that conversation and he, you know, he's got to be respected in that situation as well. Um, again, he's, AJ doesn't really want to talk about step aside. Dillian White don't really want to talk about set step aside. So maybe it's just best just to do those two fights. And they're two really good heavyweight fights. So the situation regarding White and Tyson Fury, mm-hmm. has that altered over the last few days? Has there been... No. Cause I'll save you a question. Go on. Basically, the WBC ordered negotiations, Right. I think, did you do something with Frank Warren earlier? Because I just saw it come up on my feed before I said that, yeah. So what Frank says is apparently he knows for a fact what the WBC are going to order. That's interesting. Um, they want the split to be 80-20. We want it to be 55-45, right? That's the maximum for an interim champion. So when purse bids are ordered, i.e. a date, you can still do a deal, but then the WBC will, will determine the split. Until that split is determined, it's very difficult to do a deal. Because if they're going to be offering 80-20, they've got no chance. We'll just win the first bid. Do you know what I mean? So, we'll see. And whatever the split is, that's around the area that will be negotiated. And if Dillian White and us feel that he's not been respected in those negotiations, then we'll go to purse bids. But happy to do a deal as long as... Dillian White's value and the length of time that he's had to wait for that opportunity is respected. That's all it comes down to. And I suppose it's very highly unlikely that Tyson Fury vacates that WBC title. Is that the way you look at that as well? I mean, Bob talked about that. I feel like that's Bob, you know, trying to pretend to Dillian White that he might not get his shot. But Tyson, Tyson's capable of doing anything. If he does it, has he, has he ducked Dillian White? I don't know. I mean, if AJ vacated his belt, I'm sure he would have got plenty of criticism for vacating to, to Usyk. So we'll see. I don't think he will. Because the value of the undisputed is still very much there. And you can't be undisputed if he drops the belt. Hypothetically, if he was to, then did I read correctly that the next in line to fight Dillian White would actually be Deontay Wilder? Looks like it, yeah. Oh, uh, in an interim situation, as you saw with Devin Haney, he would actually be elevated to world champion, which is not something we want, to be honest with you, but that is what would happen. And then he would be ordered to make a defence against Deontay Wilder, which would obviously give him the credibility as world champion, I feel. 
Um. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's kind of go on to Dillian White now, who's had a bit of a half and half year. Obviously, started the year very well. Got the rematch uh, out in Gibraltar with Povetkin, which he put right, and then was out injured for the the Otto Wallin fight, and now he's kind of in that waiting situation regarding this fight with Fury. But in all, I suppose Dillian White's had a, a productive year, you could say, apart from the, the 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 injury with to make him pull out of the fight with Wallin. Well, frustrating because he only boxed once, and and the first one was in March. And obviously the Wilden fight, despite what everyone thinks, was that, like fighters don't get paid. He was making a lot of money for that fight. He wanted to fight Otto Wilden, couldn't fight him. A um, few weeks later, gets the order from the WBC. So bittersweet in some respects. And now he moves forward for a shot at the title. But if he would have gone Povetkin Wilden Fury, would have been a much more preferred year for Dillian White. But he's in he's in good shape. He's in a good place, and it looks like he's finally going to get his opportunity. So, and I always ask you about timescales, and I know obviously we're closing out of 2021 now, but there's got to be a point here where you know that either this will happen or this will happen by a certain date regarding Dillian White. Well, he's fighting Tyson Fury. The negotiations have been ordered, probably after Christmas if there's no deal. Um, I don't know the exact dates because it wasn't on the correspondence, but... Normally it's 28 or 30 days of negotiations. Purse bids will be ordered. And when purse bids are ordered, the, t- the split will be determined. Um, we can still do a deal for that week or 10 days or whatever it is. So, But anything can happen, mate. Anything. Don't rule anything out. So there's more in this situation that you're not letting on. No, I'm not. I'm just telling you the exact... Being completely honest about the situation. But I'm also saying anything can happen. Right now, I'm telling you, I think Fury's going to fight... White and AJ's going to fight Usyk. Anything can happen. Can you definitely tell me then that Dillian White will definitely, whether it's Fury yes. or Wilder or whoever, will definitely fight in his next fight unless, for unless the WBC he, title? Unless he agreed for that not to happen. Right. But that's not the case. He's not, he's not interested in you know, the, the kind of money that's going to be paid to him to step aside. I don't feel that that's going to even entertain a discussion. So, yeah, I'm... I mean, look, again, anything could happen, but I'm almost certain that, Fury or not, Dillian White's next fight will be for the WBC World Heavyweight title. Um, let's talk about Conor Ben, who's had a very, very yeah. good 2021. Uh, obviously closing out the year uh, a few weeks ago, or two or three weeks ago, with that emphatic knockout of Chris Algieri. But he's had a very, very good year, hasn't yeah. he? He's, I mean, he's just actually got a note from a major... Uh, sports news site where he's been named worldwide prospect of the year. This is a kid that you know is. I'm I'm really proud of Conor Ben because you remember when he came in the gym and you know you just look back at the pictures of him now. He was all over the place. You know he was a young kid with a lot of heart and great genes. And Tony's done such a great job with him. But to do a great job with a fighter, you need a fighter that goes above and beyond in terms of the willingness to learn the work ethic in the gym. 
And it, he deserves everything he's got. He's had a great year, three fights, Samuel Vargas, Samuel Vargas, Adrian Granados, and Chris Algieri. Right? First round knockout, points win, and whatever it was, fifth round knockout. His progression is perfect. Perfect. And I know that some people, you know, don't like him or want him to move faster or think he's there because of his dad or whatever. Trust me, this kid can fight. This kid's a gem. And we're going to move him at the perfect pace. Love to make the Adrian Broner fight. Where are you in that? I spoke to Broner the other night. He would like to have a fight first at 140. I don't believe he can still make 140. Like, like how confident can you be that he, that he makes that weight? But he's not against the Conor Ben fight. But whether that fight happens for April, we'll see. But he needs a big fight in April. And But just, we've got a pretty good track record of bringing stars through. So let us do our thing on Conor Ben because this kid could be a global superstar. Um, still a long way to go, still improvements to be made, still levels to be crossed. But he's in a great place, Conor Ben, and he's had a fantastic 2021. We'll expect to see him out within April, 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 yeah. March, April, yeah. Okay. Casey Taylor. Been waiting for this Serrano fight for quite some time. Is it finally going to arrive in 2022? Well, again, when you look at Katie, three fights. Uh, beat Natasha Jonas, um, beat Jennifer Han, um, then beat Sharapova. So boxed two of her mandatories and, and boxed the you know, Irish against English fight as well. Um, I feel that her last two performances have almost been like a bit of a box-ticking exercise to get the mandatories out of the way. I think... You're going to see the best of Katie when she's under the cosh and she knows she's up against it. And she's going to be really up against it against Amanda Serrano. You know, Serrano is, is a great talent. She punches very hard. And congratulations to both of them. I mean, they're going to get what they deserve. Women's boxing is going to get what it deserves. Shout out to Jake Paul and Most Valuable Promotions because genuinely, you know, they're excited for this fight. They're going to push it. Um, I spoke to him the other night and I just, you know, I said, well done on your fight and also can't wait for this. And he's like, let's make this huge. He's really determined to make Taylor Serrano a massive event. And it is a massive event. It's the biggest female fight of all time. Forget female boxing. It's just a massive fight. And it's going to give female boxing such a wonderful platform. And by the way, it can only be a great fight. And it's going to be thrilling. And we hope to announce that fight in the next couple of weeks. So, well, just, sorry, I'm just reading some comments from an interview you just actually touched on that Frank Warren did. Um, he's indicating that boxing won't be allowed in January. He's not returning till March. But have oh. you been... Frank Warren isn't returning until March, according to this interview. Um, we, are, we haven't had anything official from the board, but from my conversations with Robert Smith... I would be very surprised if there was box. I mean, Wales have cancelled all sporting events. Obviously, you've got the Eubank fight, that affects, and that's in January as well. We wanted to go in January on the 22nd or the 29th, but I haven't heard officially we're not allowed to, but I expect that to be incoming, and I would be very surprised if there were shows in January. But I don't agree with that, by the way. I mean, ultimately, it's a British Boxing Board of Control decision. But if sporting events are proceeding and there's no restrictions on sporting events or crowds, I believe that we should be able to stage events. But if it's the board decision, 
of course we'll respect it and if it means moving one show then yes we will move one show but in terms of when we return you know in february we will have february the 5th february the 12th february the 9th february the 26th we'll have four shows in february so and we'll have a show every week basically throughout the whole of the year and probably two shows on many weekends as well in fact if we're sitting here this year this time next year and we haven't done 50 shows i will allow you to give me a free backhand slap across the chops on camera on camera if you haven't done 50 or i'll do it i'll get a tattoo an ifl tattoo <laughs> be like jack cullen with his north face yeah. i'll do 50 i'm not sure i'll get a uh, an IFL tattoo, but maybe some kind of other tattoo. I just want to read this to you as well. I'm, again, I know you sort of touched on it, but this is from this interview Umar's done with Frank Warren today. So Frank Warren has indicated that Tyson Fury versus Dillian White, White will likely not be next. He said White's ar arbitration with the WBC over the purse split won't be decided until a hearing in March. So Fury intends to fight someone else with the WBC title not at stake. I mean, I don't believe that'll be the case, but I told you anything could happen. But I don't know, I don't understand why they don't want to fight Dillian White. It's a great fight. If I said to you, right, okay, Fury can't fight Usyk or Joshua, who would you like to see Fury fight? Yeah, Fury White. Yeah, I, yeah, Fury White. So why not make it? Or Fury Wilder Four. Why not make it? I don't know. I don't know. You're the promoter. You tell me. I don't. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's talk uh, a little bit about the zone. Uh, UK launch obviously happened back in August of this year. So for the first four months, yeah. satisfactory. Exactly what you just said. Four months. Five months. Um, unbelievable. I mean, one, the schedule's been fantastic. The only thing that we lost out on was Dillian White against Wilding, which would have been a big night for the zone, like hands up. But unfortunately, it's boxing. But a brilliant schedule globally. And what an end to the year as well. I mean, you know, the value for money on DAZN is second to none. We live in a world right now where there are pay-per-views coming out of your bottom. Careful, though, with what you say careful. about pay-per-view. Do you know what, Goo? I don't have to be careful. You do a little bit. I don't bit. have to be careful because I speak from the heart and I speak with truth and I understand where we're at. And I always tell you, pay-per-view will always exist and it should exist for the mega fights and mega names, right? But... The reason we moved is because it's an opportunity to create a new model. Chisora Parker is a great example. That's a fight that's the quarter of a million buyers on Sky, right? It's if that fight was on Sky, it was a pay per view. We just took it off Sky, put it on as part of your seven pound ninety nine a month, which also included Ben Algieri, which also included Haney against Diaz, which also included Cambosis against Teofimo Lopez. I mean, what more can you do? And what we're seeing, you know, one, tremendous numbers in the UK, two, tremendous numbers in the US, because we are seeing a fantastic product. 
that is delivering unrivaled value for money for fight fans. And you, I'm looking at this pay-per-view landscape, forget the UK, in America, and DAZN are so well-placed because the, the, the loyalty of the subscriber says, I'm not doing it anymore. Tank against Santa Cruz, Crawford against Porter, Jake Paul against Tyrone Woodley, Thurman against Barrios, Charles Martin against Luis Ortiz. You have to be a stock market trader or an oil tycoon to be able to afford the pay-per-views on Sky, uh, on, on, um, in American TV. So the zone is so well-placed in terms of their model. And you know, you've seen the, the start to 2022 we've got. That's just the start. You know, this, this is a fantastic product. And I don't make this move unless it's a move I believe in. And it, unless it's a move that I believe provides unrivaled value for money. So in answer to your four months, five months, whatever you want to call it, unbelievable start. Unbelievable start on production. Do you know I haven't had one moan on, on my social media? Or I might have had one. But like normally, you know what it's like after a night. Oh, this, this. Not one moan about commentary. Right? Not one moan about presentation. We've just started. It's been a, such a successful start. And there is so much more to come. And people know. I get it all the time. People come up to me. I had it this morning. Two guys come up to me in London. I was, I was a bit sceptical at first. Oh, I love it. Wow, it's brilliant. What a fight on Saturday. This, this is the future. And, you know, it's just the beginning. More countries next year. More shows. More big fights. This is where it's at, baby. And IFL. But particularly the zone of Metro. So, what you're saying is... As a standalone fight, mm -hmm. is Parker and Chisora as a standalone fight? Because sometimes it is just about the fight. Mm -hmm. For example, if Joshua's fighting Usyk, mm -hmm. I think everyone would agree that that's just on its own. If there was nothing else on, mm -hmm. they're coming to watch that. If Parker Chisora as a standalone, is that a pay-per-view fight on its own? Because well, not, not on the zone, no. It was on Sky. It was on Sky, yeah, yeah. and it would have been. Uh, the rematch would have been done good numbers the first fight. So, yes, it would have been. But that was under your control. Yeah, because you can't afford to pay for it otherwise. That was the problem. I needed the rights fees that allowed us to make standalone fights. That's why when you, when you make Warrington against Lara, Katie Taylor, Conor Ben against Granados all these nights, that's a, that's a normal night. When you make Chisora against Parker and you don't have to charge £20, that's the difference. You know... Um, Otto Wilding against Dillian White I know he pulled out but the same example of course that's a pay-per-view on Sky Dillian White's last six fights have been pay-per-view on Sky so it's something completely different and it's a different way of delivering value so when a fight comes up I'll give you a good example Tyson Fury against Dillian White if that fight goes to purse bids and I win the purse bids that fight would be pay-per-view on the zone and I'm not talking on behalf of the zone that's my opinion right and absolutely. Tyson Fury, uh, sorry, AJ against Usyk. If AJ against Usyk lands on the zone, in my opinion, that fight would be pay-per-view on the zone. But the, the, the shows and the pay-per-views that you would always moan about, not you, but you sometimes you have a little dig, don't you, trying to be clever, they are the ones that will, you will no longer have to pay pay-per-view money for. Question. Since the launch in August, yeah, mm -hmm. Um, say you've done eight 
fight nights in the UK. Aside from Parker Chisora, mm -hmm. which one of those other cards, or was there another I card? The I think the Warrington card. You know, with with the return match of the Lara fight, with Ben against Granados, with Katie Taylor, with Maxi Hughes against Drafon, I think that's a fight that, that could have gone that way on another platform. And of course, and I know, White against uh, Wilden. So they were three nights within that five-month period that we planned to be that, that. Uh, and now, moving forward, the first one of the new period will be in April. Could be Ben against Broner. Could be... Wilder against Chisora, unlikely. But this is the kind of levels. We have to deliver those pay-per-view nights. Um, and that's, that's the aim, is to provide value for money with a consistent schedule across a global platform. If you were to take a guess, how many pay-per-views do you think the zone will put out next year? Could be none. Could be one. I, I, I just don't know. It all depends on the fight. It's not... You know, sometimes people get confused. Oh, you know, now they're moving to the pay-per-view model. No. The model is subscription. Every now and again, a fight will present itself. They need to have the ability to do that, to get certain fights. That's the difference. Because if you turn around and say, no, we don't do that, you can't get Joshua Rusick. You can't get Fury against White. But it's those, they're the fights. It's not Chisora Parker, White Wildin, Warrington, Lara and Taylor, Ben against Broner. They're, they're Saturday night fight nights on the zone. And that's how it will stay. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. But shouldn't that have been the case anyway? What? Like, all these fights we're talking about, these fight nights, shouldn't that be included as part of a regular Sky Sports subscription? I'm talking about Sky Sports but, but, beforehand, but, 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 now disowned. But. Listen, it's not... Sky Sports... You know, Sky Sports did an amazing job for boxing, right? And it's not a pop at them. They just had an allocation of money. This is a, You're seeing exactly the same thing with Fox. Fox aren't... Fox don't want to... They're not looking at Thurman against uh, Barrios and Ortiz against Charles Martin and going, well, this is a massive opportunity to make money. They're just saying, as a business, as Skywood, here's your rights fee, right? Make it work. Now, when you do those fights and all of a sudden you get a night where you've got to pay above and beyond a standard rights fee, you need to look at an alternative model. And that's what we did. And I still stand by the fact that every pay-per-view we did delivered value for money. But now there's an opportunity to, to deliver more value for money. But we have to be consistent with those big nights. But on Sky, in answer to your question, I don't blame Sky for doing pay-per-views. They they're in business. This is our allocation for boxing. But do you not take some credit for that as well? Credit take, or whatever. I, to be honest with you, I'll take the credit for absolutely everything. No, no, I'm saying, you're saying that Sky obviously wanted them on pay-per-view, but surely your input into whether they're pay-per-view or not stands very strong. Yeah, but you can't do them without doing it on pay-per-view. 
when there's only so much rights fee to spend. Do you understand? So you either do it or you don't do it. And the answer is do it because you want to make big fights. You want to provide opportunities for your fighters. You want to do stack cards. But for years and years, I had to fence with the public about pay-per-view. And it becomes tiresome, to be quite honest with you. So I wanted to try something different. I wanted also to do a deal that was great for our fighters, provided me to make big fights and big cards, and also expand globally into a huge global powerhouse. That's why I made the move. So I'm not, it's not, you know, Sky will continue to do loads of pay-per-views. Some you will say pay-per-views, some will you say are not pay-per-views. I think they're under more pressure to do less because of conversations like this. But ultimately, they'll, they'll, they'll continue to, and they've got a brilliant platform for those. All those fights that I did on pay-per-view did very well. You know, you're not like you see a tank against Cruz or, one, or a Porter against Crawford flop. We never had flops. But we certainly, it certainly got harder and harder and harder and harder. And that's you know, one of the reasons behind the decision as well. Another question, sorry. But you always kind of justify that element of pay-per-view, etc., by a comparison to the US market. But why is that relevant to us? I'm not really. But what, what am I doing? No, but you always you always said for years that they're paying this and they're paying this. They pay seventy five dollars. They pay I, I this. I don't say they're paying seventy five dollars. So you should you know you should be lucky that you're paying twenty. But that's certainly. what it sounds like. But certainly, over there, we would be crucified for doing fights like that and charging money like that. But it doesn't make it right that it's cheaper than it is in America. But I still stand by all the pay-per-views we did provide great entertainment. But this was just a way of doing it different. That's all. It's not nothing to get deep about and start you know, asking me 8 million questions about. I'll just tell you in black. I'm just having a chat with you, mate. Like, I'm just, I forgot the camera was on, to be honest. I'm just having a chat with you. Like, the last thing I want to be doing on a Thursday before Christmas Eve is sitting with you answering questions about pay-per-views I used to do. Right? So move on. Prick. Ooh. Um, did, did you watch Jake? You obviously did watch Jake Paul's... I watched the knockout. I yeah. didn't know that apparently the fight was terrible. Have you watched the whole fight? I've watched the knockout. I haven't watched no, the whole fight. I only watched the knockout. Uh, someone was said the fight was... Also, Tommy Fury was going on. It was awful. Mate, listen. I think you've got to give Jake Paul his props, personally. I mean... I think, I, I don't mind the guy at all. I think he's very bright. I think he's putting the work in. He just provided a showreel knockout, right? That It was quite impressive. I mean, I still stand by he's not really that good and he hasn't boxed a boxer yet, but let him do his thing. I don't mind it at all. I think he's rubbing people up the wrong way, which is hilarious. I think he's winding people up and... Um, pulling their pants down I think he's cheeky he's annoying sometimes I can see why people don't like him but good luck to him it's not hurting anyone is he apart from Tyrone Woodley but I just think he should go and fight Conor McGregor or Masvidal I mean absolutely I mean I want to see him fight Conor McGregor because I don't know what would happen I mean, Conor looks massive at the moment. Listen, Conor McGregor's a legend, right? He's not a bad boxer. Obviously, he's not a boxer, but he has amateur experience and he boxed Floyd. Um, and I don't know where they can get the weight in the middle, but I would, I would, that's a fight I would genuinely love to see. 
Who do you think has more chance of beating him in a boxing ring out of Masvidal and McGregor? McGregor. Definitely McGregor. McGregor can box. You know, he, he's got his amateur pedigree as a, as a boxer. Um, the problem is for those guys, it's like, do you want to get beat by Jake Paul? Do you want to risk it? I mean, how much, like, would you have to receive with the risk of, fight, of like, fighting Jake Paul? Because after everything that Conor Ben, Conor McGregor and Masvidal have achieved, if you get knocked out by Jake Paul, it's horrible, isn't it? Horrible. Um, so it's got to be a lot of money. It does big numbers, though. That's huge numbers, huge numbers. I still want to see Jake Paul and Tommy Fury. I'd like to yeah, see that I'll, fight. Yeah, I, well. I mean, it's just a, it's a tiny fight in comparison. Tiny. No one knows who Tommy Fury is in America. It's a much bigger fight in the UK, actually. But you can't. I mean, Tommy Fury or Masvidal or McGregor. I mean, it's just. I would. If I was Jake Paul, I actually wouldn't risk it against Tommy Fury, even though most people think Jake Paul wins bizarrely. But I wouldn't bother because there's not even a lot of money in that fight. I would go for gold. I would. I want. I want the bag. I would fight Tommy Fury. Might get beat by Tommy Fury. Then it's all over. I would fight McGregor or Masvidal. Sorry, moving on from there. We we have to talk about uh, a phenomenal achievement from well, literally in an eleven month spell. Canelo Alvarez, your new best friend. Um, this time last year. Is that recording by the way? Because that thing's flickering. And there's a red button flashing at the back. Don't worry about that. This time. Turn around to me, mate. I'm really sorry, but the whole thing didn't record. No, that's all right. That's why I'm watching it here. This time last year, I think. We were just about around the time of the Callum Smith fight. Mm. So I can't remember if it was past that or past that now, but literally 12 months later, collected every belt, mm. now potentially going up to cruiserweight, now being linked with fights with heavyweights. I mean, it's just a phenomenal year for uh, Canelo Alvarez. Amazing, yeah. Um, December, I think the 18th, 2020, he fought Callum Smith. We then did a deal very quickly after to have a quick mandatory against Yildrim and then fight Billy Joe Saunders in May. Then he went on and fought Plant in September. Just unbelievable run during a pandemic, you know. And uh, we got to promote three of those four fights, which was a, a blessing and an honour. And hopefully we can work together again. You know, I, I know there's talk of the cruiserweight fights. I just think he should do exactly the same that he did at 168, at 175. I think he should fight Bivol, then Joe Smith, then Betabiev. And I think he can do it all in a year, again. And you think he beats all three of them? And I think, you know, he's already a great, he's already a legend, but there's some more history. Sal and Eddie are about creating history. And that is unbelievable history, to be undisputed at 168 and then undisputed at 175. You, you go down as one of the greatest fighters of all time, you know, and... Uh, Spoke to Eddie Reynoso last night. Obviously, we will provide our options, as will everybody else, and then those guys will get together, I guess, in early January and make a decision. And whatever he does, you'll you'll be there, right beside him, like a bit like a cheerleader, a bit like um, what's that geezer? Church. Church is a legend. You, no. But that's what you could be to Canelo. To be honest with you, I I'm happy to be a cheerleader for Canelo. 
I think he's brilliant. Like, to be around it, forget being a promoter, just as a, whatever you want to call me, a fan, I don't care, fan, friend, whatever you want to call me. Being around greatness is a blessing because it's inspirational. I don't sound like a fanboy, but if you can't get inspired by people like that, what can you get inspired by? You know, everybody wants to be a great in their field. And he is one. So he sets the bar. So have some of that. Have some of that indeed. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Right, listen. We've got like five minutes left because I know you said you had to go. According to you. <laughs> you said you had to go half past. Yeah. Okay. That's why I said five minutes. Right, so I'm going to fire as many names as I can to you and you're going to talk as quickly and just move through them. We're going to try this. Right, okay. Devin Haney. Devin Haney, one fight for him. George Cambosis in Australia, April or May, the real undisputed lightweight world championship. Let's get it on. Golovkin. Gennady Golovkin, due to fight Murata in December, looks like it's going to be rescheduled for March or April. Okay, Uh, you... Briefly spoke about Lawrence Cully, but this the year in general Lawrence has had, obviously, looking to unify, yeah. talks of Bradis, etc. Yeah. But yeah. Became a world champion, defended it. Um, now we'll defend it again February the 27th. We want a unification fight. On that card may also be Gulamarin against Igorov. So the winners fight the winners there. And uh, time for him to unify, but we have to keep him active as well at the same time. Chantel Cameron. Chantel Cameron, been a brilliant year for her. Obviously unified the division, became Ring Magazine champion, um, and now goes into the, the final of the undisputed tournament against Kaylee Reese for absolutely every belt in boxing. Superstar. Demetrius Andrade. Demetrius Andrade, good year. And, and not the flagship fights that we want, but nice and active. Great win against Quigley last time. Got the mandatory against Yanni Beck, but we need a bigger fight than that, in all honesty. So if we can't find it at middleweight, I think he'll move up to super middleweight and become mandatory there. Alan Babbage. Alan Babbage, another great year. I mean, people are, again, quick to criticise. 9 and 0, 9 knockouts. Or is it 10 and 0, 10 knockout? 9 and 0, 9 knockouts. He's learning. He's a small heavyweight that gives you great entertainment every time. Tough fight last time, coming off the back of COVID, but a big year ahead, and I believe he'll fight for the Bridge Weight World title in 2022. Callum Smith. Callum Smith, stunning knockout in September. Um, we actually got offered the Joe Smith fight, but he just wasn't ready for that fight, and he's. Misses is having a baby very shortly. I'd love him to fight Bivol, love him to fight uh, Joe Smith, could even fight Betabiev, but he will be out regardless, if not against one of those three, in April. Campbell Hatton. Campbell Hatton, great win for him last time out in Spain. Tough night at the office at Tottenham. Um, a baby, just learning, learning, just like Conor Ben was, but putting in the work, and he's going to be very active next year. Chris Billum Smith. Chris Billum Smith, great year. I mean, big win for him at fight camp against Tommy McCarthy. Good win recently as well. Um, I like the Tommy McCarthy rematch or the mandatory who's Fabio Turchi. And then I think he should roll the dice for a final eliminator. Craig Richards. Good year for him. You know, in a fight that if he put his foot on the gas a little bit more, could have beat Dimitri Bivol. Good win last time out. 
Like I said, to, you know, if, if those guys can't get a world title, I'd like to see Joshua Boatsy against Craig Richards. You know, I just feel like it's a big money fight for those guys. Roll the dice. Everyone's waiting for a world title shot. It's a fight I'd love to see. Yeah, that was going to be my next one. Joshua Boatsy obviously missed out on that fight with yeah. Vlasov due to injury. Ready. Once, yeah. You know, he, he, when you get injured like that and you kind of miss a fight, it speeds up your desire to move quicker. So if he can't get a world title fight, I would like to either reschedule the Vlasov fight or make the Craig Richards fight. Fabio Wardley. Fabio Wardley is a very, very good young heavyweight. Um, you know, big win against Molina earlier on last year. Good win against Nick Webb as well. Had a couple of little niggles. He'll be back in February. Big year for him. I'd like to see him fight Gorman for the British title, but very excited about Fabio Wardley. And great job on a punditry the other night. Yeah, I heard lots of rave reviews about that. Felix Cash. Felix Cash has had a tough year, a little bit of personal problems um, in his in his family, um, unfortunately, um, the loss of some family members. Um, and brilliant win against Bentley. I mean, just smashed him to bits, what was it, two rounds? Um, moving on for the European title now against Signani and big year ahead for Felix Cash. Hopey Price. Hopey Price was supposed to actually box um, at the end of this year in Sheffield wasn't ready but will fight very early next year tremendous talent and would like to see him pick up the Lonsdale title by the end of the year hold on right sorry just picking this back up Joe Caldina Joe Caldina good win um, for him recently banging on the door ready to fight a Gower waiting on the decision from a Gower if he wants to have a quick defence in Japan first if he does I'd like to see Caldina against Zelfa Barrett I mean both like same with Craig Richards and Josh Bratzi both waiting for a world title shot, make big money in a big domestic fight. That's, that's the ones we want to see. Johnny Fisher. Johnny Fisher, uh, huge support, great guy, great family, massive future for Johnny Fisher. Jordan Gill. Jordan Gill, I mean, just the most unluckiest man in 2021, but that is all about to change. 2022, he'll fight Karim Gurphy for the European title. And um, then I would like to see him fight Isaac Lowe, actually defend the European title and um, I'd like to see him fight for the world title by the end of the year Lee McGregor Cash Farouk um, Lee McGregor Cash Farouk news on that soon uh, we expect to see Lee McGregor out in February okay. Kid Galahad Kid Galahad I believe he's going to move up to £130 I think it's time for him to do it he's been a featherweight for a long long time finds it very difficult to make the weight I'd like him to fight Castaneda and then I'd like him to get in the mix of Agawa and Caldina and Zelfa Barrett and those guys. You know, I think uh, I think he can be bigger and stronger at, at 130 pounds. Maxi Hughes. What a year he's had, by the way. You know, we didn't talk about the year Maxi Hughes has had. Ready to sling him in some big fights. Obviously, great win the other day against Gongora, but Laurent Richards, yeah, yeah looking to have another yeah. great year. Like some people like to try and criticise him for not being a knockout superstar, but. Brilliant fighter and beating top level super middleweights. And, you know, Lerone Richards is going to be really tough to beat. Big win for him last week. Ebony Bridges. Ebony Bridges will be fighting for the world title next. We will announce that soon. And that is expected to land on the Leeds card at the end of March. Interesting. Um, Sandy Ryan. Sandy Ryan, I'm so excited about. You know, great talent, spiteful. Um, spoke to Paul Reedy actually the other day who said, look, we're willing to step up to 10 rounds for the next fight start fighting for titles. I reckon two or three fights and she's ready for a world title. Impressive win against um, Tarimo the other day. Zelfa Barrett. Yeah, great win after a tough year for him personally. Um, now number two 
in the w, in the IBF, and again he's knocking on the door for a Gower or the Joe Caldina fight, you know, and uh, he's going to have a massive year in 2022. Terry Harper. Terry Harper, obviously devastating defeat for uh, against uh, Baumgardner, who you know became an overnight star. Got to move up in weight, you know. I don't believe she can make super featherweight anymore. She's strong, tall, um, and I believe at 135 she'll be a different animal, and we expect to see her in March as well. Solomon Dakers. Just had a little operation. Great win against Sokolowski, who's causing everybody problems at the moment. Very good, young, undefeated heavyweight, and a big year ahead. I expect to see him back in March or April. Have you heard anything recently from Scott Fitzgerald? No. Um, you know, he's, he still has his problems. Um, obviously, everybody working on getting him the appropriate help, uh, but no ring return soon. Um, someone who does seem to kind of be back uh, on the mend, if you like, is uh, Ammo Williams. Yeah. yeah. Really good. I mean, great to see Ammo back. You know, good guy, by the way, done so well to come through that dark period in his life. You know, some people don't. Um, looks more motivated than ever. Very dangerous puncher. And listen, I'd like to see Ammo against Anthony Fowler, but only when the stakes are high enough for that fight. Uh, anything going on for Kieran Conway? Yeah, actually, he's uh, due to fight in March as well. Good win against Metcalf last time and right in the £154 mix. Reading them all off a list? No. Not much. Don't have lists. I'm just, you know, from memory. Uh, John Hedges? Baby steps with John. He's been nice and active, actually, in the back end and a, a good talent. Going to be a cruiserweight. Probably end up being a heavyweight and a great trainer in Mark Tibbs. Florian Marku? Florian Marku, discussing at the moment with their team about next steps. Um, would love to box him in Albania as well. Would be wild over there and potentially back for us in February. Um, well, I'm going to just reel these off together, sort of thing. Okay. Dalton Smith, yeah. Callum French, right. and Kevin Jargo, okay. Cyrus Patterson. Come on. Cyrus Patterson, look, he was so unlucky, his opponent got COVID before the fight last week, so he'll be out very early in 2022. Callum French debuted in Liverpool, really enjoyed his performance, actually. Good young fighter. Kevin Agiarko, so excited about this young man's future. He's a brilliant young talent. Dalton Smith, we need to move him nice and quick. This guy is a brilliant, brilliant fighter. Going to box, looks like, February the 12th against like a Kay Prosper or a Joe Hughes and then want to move him forward. Needs to fight Sam Maxwell for the British title. Great fight, very excited about Dalton's future. Yeah, I was going to obviously mention uh, NC Fowler as well, but you said that's yeah. a fight you'd like to see him no, with. Not, you know. I mean, I, the, the ammo fight's not for now. I'm talking about once these guys are, yeah. you know, it's a nice bit of beef there. Fowler back at middleweight, getting back in the, the spring. Very excited about Anthony Fowler at middleweight. You know, had a good fight with Liam Smith. Nothing um, lost in, in that respect. And, um, you know, excited for his future. Uh, Ellie Scottney? Ellie Scottney will be out in February as well. Again, another one ready for a world title, really. I want to just give a maybe an eight or a ten rounder, and then go for it. She's good enough to win a world championship, and once you win one, she can unify and, and eventually move up a division as well, but brilliant talent and working well with Shane McGuigan. Right, we are out of time. Edward, there's probably loads of fighters that we haven't mentioned. It wasn't my fault. You didn't. I know it wasn't your fault. It kind of was. But Just the final word uh, on David Diamante. Yeah. Uh, we obviously, everyone was learning about uh, his motorcycle accident that he had yesterday, so we, we're wishing him, obviously, a, a speedy recovery. But have you heard anything today? I haven't. I messaged him last night because the first I heard was the boxing scene story, as I think was the same for most people. Um, so, you know, obviously... We, we heard the, the news and the basis of that news and so glad he's okay. You know, sounds like a terrible accident that could have been 
could have cost him his life. So thank God he's still with us. Um, sounds like he's got a long road back, but obviously we're here to support him and help him and give him our wishes and blessings. I know that everybody at Matchroom, who are very front, fond of David, as are all our fighters and also the boxing community, wish him all the best and we're, we're supporting him every step of the way. OK, Eddie Hearn, appreciate your time this whole year. No, actually, this whole 11 years. Yeah, 11 years. Um, obviously, you know about the singing a carol and all that. What? You know, everyone's doing it at the moment. No They're doing it. They are. Who? Everyone. It's like, like it's everywhere. It's in OK Magazine. It's everywhere. So basically, you just have to sing two verses of a carol. It can't be a Christmas song like Wham or anything. It has to be an actual what carol. What is a carol? I mean... Like, um... Hark the herald angels sing. Like that. Yeah. Glory to the newborn yeah. king. So you've just got to sing two verses. It's for the kids. Everyone's going to okay, benefit. Well, I know it's not, but I can't bother to argue with you, so... Hark the herald angels sing... Glory to the newborn king. Have a great Christmas, everyone. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.